Gordon Lambert is doing everything he can to help himself live well with dementia. My name's Gareth Bracken, and I met a man who wants people to understand that dementia is everyone's business. This latest Alzheimer's Society podcast has brought us to Hackney in East London, where I've just finished speaking to Gordon Lambert, who lives with vascular dementia. Gordon is 81 and has led a remarkable but at times extremely difficult life. But he was more than happy to share his experiences, including his attempts to stay sharp following his dementia diagnosis and his observations about wider dementia awareness. Gordon spent the first 15 years of his life in Guyana, a Caribbean country on the northern coast of South America, where he was subject to some terrible treatment. Please be aware that this podcast begins with references to violence and abuse. Well, I can, re- I can remember as growing up, my, my mom, I, 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 the as I was growing up, I didn't know my age. I never knew my date of birth. Mm. But I can remember, she said she wanted most things she would say to me. If I don't work, I don't eat. And she would find things for me to do. She, because she used to be a nurse. And private patients, if they have anything to do, I used to go and clean house, mm. clean yards, repair, uh, check fences and things like that. Mm. But then I think she would get the money because they never give me anything. Mm. Then I, I would I would get something to eat. Almost twice, two, three times a week. I would get I would get licks, hmm. and most time when she's beating me, she, she keeps saying I'm gonna kill you I'm gonna kill you, hmm. and, and she never actually tell me why she's beating me but she just she she just used to beat me. Did you did you did you ever find out why she behaved in such a horrible way? The more she used to say to me when she's beating me, you're just like your father, you're just like your father. Hmm. But the, the times when I go to see my father, he seems to be the nicest person you, 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 you can find. Mm. And everybody around where he lives love him. Gordon worked at different times in a sawmill, bakery and grocery shop. Eventually, aged around 15, he decided to escape his mother by leaving the country, which was still called British Guiana at the time. While attempting to get a passport, he discovered that he was listed on official records under a different surname to the rest of his family. This led him to believe that the woman he'd always thought was his mother might not have been after all. Having said goodbye to his father, Gordon prepared for a fresh start in a new land. Uh, where I used to, uh, when I worked with, with the Chinese at the Chinese shop, there was this gentleman from Brazil. Mm. And we, 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 we used to speak all right. And he told me he had a plantation in Brazil because he, he, he used to supply our shop with tobacco. Mm. And I asked him if I could get a job with him. And mm. he told me yes. Mm. And it's, it's, you know, it's funny. Mm. In every... Uh, the last Sunday in every month, we, we, uh, we have the, the ferry boat leave Georgetown. Mm. 
for Brazil because you know it's on the same river, mm. the, the river that divides us. And he said to me, you, you arranged for me to meet him that Sunday. Mm. And he said, well, he's going to pay my passage and everything. Mm. And see that? Uh, and uh, when I got, when I, when I got there, when I got to the, to the, to the, to the, to the port, mm. the, the ferry wasn't there. And it was the ferry always leave at nine fifteen, and I got there fifteen minutes to nine. So I I asked, I said to the security man, "What happened to the ferry?" And he said, "In all the years, he, the ferry always leave at quarter past nine, but this particular morning, it leave at quarter to nine. <laughs> and you know, I, it, I I I felt bad. I was leaving to go home, and I said to myself, I don't, I don't know because I, I I don't intend to I don't want to go back home. Mm. And I and as uh, on my way down, I met this uh, this bloke came up to me, and he, he said to me. If I want to go to England, so I asked him. I asked him, "What do you mean if I want to go to England?" He says to me, "There's a boat leaving for England, for England, and he's going to stow away on the boat, but he don't he don't want to go on his own. He wants somebody to go with him." Try so out. I'll come with you. And two of us went down the wharf. And when we get to the end of the wharf, uh, there was the security, the police at the, at the gangway. And when he, see, when he saw us coming, he said, who are you two? So I said, "What do you mean? Who, 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 who you two? I said, "We walking." I said, "We walking on the boat." He said, "We walking on on this boat." And he said, "He, uh, you looking at us?" I said, "Look, we are in the number one hole. We walking in the, in the number one hole." So he said, oh, "Okay, all right." He, uh, he said he didn't recognize us. <laughs> he didn't. He didn't remember us. Something like that. So we we went we went board, and we went in. We, we didn't go to the number one hole because we told him we go into number we walk in the number one hole. So we went in number two hole, mm. and there was blokes inside there, and we told them that we want to stow away on the boat. Mm. So they tell us where to hide. Mm. We stood we stay in the hole for about a day and a half. And then we came out, and they told us they wanted to send us back. And there was a boat going down to Guyana, but they, um, they said that the, 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 the water it was too rough, and they couldn't take a chance to send us over. Mm. 
But then, then, the, the, then the captain told us, if we want to, what we have to do, we have to walk, we have to walk our passage. But when we got to England, uh, and, and they check up the, uh, how the time that we work and thing, they, they said that we didn't do it. Because it didn't take very long, it only take I think about four or five days mm. from Guyana mm. to England. Mm. And so they reckon we didn't do enough work to pay the, to pay the passage. Mm. So, so they put us in, in a in, in boys prison. Mm. For, for thing for three weeks or four weeks something wow. like that to make up the difference for, for the passage. Welcome to England then. <laughs> After initially struggling to get a job because of a lack of paperwork, Gordon eventually worked at a car spray painting business for just over a year before spending the next 20 at a furniture factory. He was then a security guard for shops, offices and private clients. Now in East London, Gordon has been married to Mary, who's originally from the Caribbean island of Montserrat, for over 60 years. They have five children and five grandchildren. When I was home mm. in Guyana, mm. I dreamt one night I was on a railway station mm. with, a, with a mate of mine. Mm. And we were going down the station. Mm. And she was actually, this girl, this, this girl was coming up with a little baby. Mm. And she was looking at me and smiling. Mm. And I, I, I said to my friend, I said, why is she looking at me and smiling? Mm. And he said to me, that is your wife. Mm. And I forget all about that. Mm. And when I came to England, but when I, I was going to visit a friend in hospital, mm. and I saw her. Mm -hmm. And when I, from, from I saw her, something come to me. Mm. That is the poor, that is the same girl I saw in my dream. Yeah. And I went to her, and I was speaking to her, and after five minutes, I asked her to marry me. So, to recap, Gordon Lambert, who's 81 and living with dementia, came to England from Guyana as a teenager to escape his abusive mother. Having originally hoped to travel to Brazil, Gordon ended up coming to England after stowing away on a boat. Upon arrival in England, he was sent to prison for a few weeks, before later working at a car spray painting business, furniture factory and as a security guard. He lives in Hackney, East London, with his wife Mary, and they have five children and five grandchildren. Gordon was diagnosed with vascular dementia around three years ago, after some puzzling experiences. I, I was coming, coming from home, coming from outside. And even a couple of times, I, I passed, I passed, I passed, mm. I passed where I'm living. Yeah. And I could not understand. I keep saying to myself, I, 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 don't, I don't know what's, what's wrong. Mm. And, and, and every time somebody said anything to me, and she tell me, me would tell you. I, I get, as soon as somebody says something, I, I, 
you know, I, I start shouting and things like that. And you would you would start shouting, yeah. Well, because it was just too yeah, confusing yeah. for you. Yeah, exactly. Because much. anything they say, I, I I don't understand. Most most of the time, I could not really understand what, why why they say me I'm wrong and things like that. Mm. And the only thing that really uh, thing me, I was sitting here one day at this table, and I wanted to go to the toilet. I, I, when I when I get there, I couldn't remember why I went there. Mm. Yeah, I, I couldn't remember why I went to the toilet. And and uh, I think uh, that was the main reason why I went to the doctor. On the advice of healthcare professionals, Gordon has been finding ways to keep his mind active. Well, one thing they said to me, I was trying not to getting myself too much, you know, mm. do things that I always do. What I started doing, when I get on the, on the road, I keep looking at car, car numbers, num, number plates and things like that and always giving myself something to think about. Mm. And when I'm, in, when I'm, in, when I'm in, indoors, I do the... I, I do the I, Playing cards. Playing cards. I, I do playing cards and things like that to give me something to think about. I have my disabled friend and the doctor said to me, I must I, I must keep on doing for my disabled friend because he said that's helping me because I does a shopping mm-hmm. and pay her bills and things like that. Mm. So he said to me, keep doing that. I don't want it to get me down too much. You have to think you're ill. But don't 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 try to be positive. Try yeah. try to do things to, to to make it less. You don't you don't want anything to bring you down. No. Is that how easy or difficult is that for you to be positive? Is that is that? A it's not. It's not very easy. It is. It is. It is a challenge um, because sometimes. Some sometimes when when you're really feeling, you know, some sometimes I want I want to sometimes I sit to this table. My wife don't maybe wouldn't know this, but sometimes I sit to this table and tears come to my eyes. Mm. Yeah, because because for this I'm thinking. I would like to do. I would like to do this. I would like to go here, go here, go here. Mm. I like to go there, but, but I can't. Mm. Uh, and that is why. I, that is why I love going singing for the brain. Alzheimer's Society has put Gordon in touch with local support and activities that have been beneficial. This includes his nearest singing for the brain group, where he enjoys the atmosphere. He's even acquired his own wooden percussion instrument. I bought this one. So these are the these are the instruments that you take to yeah, sing for the brain. I don't offer this one. They have mm. they have loads. This is my own. Oh yeah, I see. Yeah. What's it called? Has it got a name? I'm not sure. What it's <laughs> I'm not sure what it's called either. <laughs> Scrape it as well along the side. Well, yeah, the you, you can, but I, I don't really do that the, much. Yeah. Sometimes it depends on the, the, the tune. Yeah. 
you can what you do with this. And I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Gordon also attends a Focus on Dementia network group where people affected by dementia have their say and influence the work of the society and other organisations. And he receives good support from his family, including Mary, though she faces challenges of her own with mobility, meaning that she and Gordon support each other. And he also takes strength from another very valued source. I noticed you're wearing a cross. You're wearing yeah. quite a large cross yeah. um, with a, 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 a circle, a circle yeah. around it. Um, yeah. Is your faith important to you? Very, very, very. Because when I was growing up, as much as, although I, I never had a lot of good treatment at home, I never, I never give up in my, in, my, in my faith. Does your faith help you now when you think about well, life it, dementia? Well, it does, it does. Because... One of, one of the things one of the things that I, I keep thinking about as much as I'm not a hundred percent normal I was I put it this way a hundred percent normal if it wasn't for my faith I don't think I'd be able to carry on Gordon was one of four hackney residents who appeared on posters during last year's Black History Month Organised by Dementia Friendly Hackney, a community group coordinated by Alzheimer's Society, the posters underline the kinds of rich life histories that every person with dementia has. Gordon has also shared his story through the Society's website and now this podcast. So why is he prepared to be so open about his experiences? But, but, but for one reason, and this, I, I think of this a lot, I know, I know what I've been through as a child. And I, I, I wouldn't like to know uh, the parents outside want to do the same thing mm. to the children. Mm. And that is, why I, that is why I don't mind people reading things about me, mm. providing, provi providing they don't take it as, oh, well, so what? Mm. Because when you read things that happen to somebody, you have to think about it. So you wouldn't like it to be me. Mm. And, and you could use that to, to treat your children mm. in a better way. Gordon has mixed opinions on how people with dementia are treated and the levels of understanding and awareness among the general public. I think it, I think it might be getting a bit better. Mm. But... All in all, there are some people who don't care. I fell on the bus once, but there are people very helpful on the bus mm. when I fell on the bus. Mm. But a couple of times I, I, I fell on the road, mm. and once I was on the road and 
I actually start crying because people passing me and they're looking at me mm. and I'm trying to get up and I couldn't get up mm. and everybody's passing and, and looking at me you know I, I suppose they think I was drunk you yeah. know and that made you upset I started to cry you know because you know I, I, I said to myself there's, I, there's no way I would pass somebody on the floor and don't try to find out what's wrong with them Gordon wants others to realise the true impact of dementia they want to make, make the uh, dementia something that they should uh, teach about. Mm. They don't have to uh, put the whole of everything, mm. but, but just put it as, as, as a thing to say, well, uh, dementia is not, is not is something that anybody can get. Mm. And, uh, and uh, teach, teach about it. Mm. Do you mean um, in schools or just in general general public awareness? Or? Exactly, general public uh, general mm. public awareness. People should more people should know that should, should know about it. Mm. And the fact that anybody can get it. Any, anybody, it's not there for one person alone, or mm. one type, or one group. Yeah, yeah. It's there for any for all of us. Despite his tough and torrid childhood which understandably affected him into adult life, Gordon is rightly proud of the kind and caring person he has become. All my life, all my life growing up, I always used to see myself as um, not a lonely person, see myself as somebody on, on their own. Mm-hmm. Because that is how I, I, I was brought up, as I said. Mm. By, I call her my mum. Mm. She never allowed me to have friends. Mm. Uh, lot, lots of the times I used to r- 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 sneak out t- to go and play. All my life, even when we got married, I used to, I, I, I found out that I, I never liked mixing. And when Mary family, before our children start coming up, when our, our family always used to visit and so on, mm. I find <clears throat> I find I still couldn't mix, mm. and it took me years and years to, to really get accustomed to, to mixing. Mm. But now, now I now I find it's I, it, it's easy for me to mix, mm. and I, I think to myself. I, I know I'm a loving person. I, I, I would do anything for anybody. Mm. And th- that is one thing I could see. Mm. That uh, I would give my heart and do anything for anyone. Next steps. You can help us put more people in touch with local services. Visit alzheimers.org.uk forward slash give or call 0330-333-0804 to donate. For our What is Vascular Dementia 402 fact sheet, 
see alzheimers.org.uk forward slash publications or call 0300 303 5933 local rate. Find dementia services near you by using our dementia directory. See alzheimers.org.uk forward slash dementia directory. This was a podcast version of the article called It's All of Us in the February-March 2020 issue of Dementia Together, Alzheimer's Society's magazine. Written and recorded by Gareth Bracken, produced by Chris Hosker. The songs you heard were Always Look on the Bright Side of Life by Monty Python and Can't Take My Eyes Off You, originally by Frankie Valli. They were played and sung by Glenn Bassett and Singing for the Brain, City and Hackney. For more magazine podcasts and links to other Alzheimer's Society podcasts, see alzheimers.org.uk forward slash podcast. As well as print copies, we also offer an audio version of the full magazine. To receive the print magazine or the CD, call 0330 333 0804, local rate.